trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Inside Feed. What's up? This week, we are speaking with Grant Amon on his decision to forego his extra year of eligibility, talking the status of the college draft since there's been many changes since the start of the college lacrosse season. Mm -hmm. And we are going to do a college-specific that's speed, boy. Yes. But before we get into it, let's kind of reinforce who we are and so what we do i'm emma and that's lisa i'm lisa and we are the inside feed where we kind of go take you behind the scenes of the pll and what's going on we are the social media coordinators of the pll and we kind of have this access that not a lot of people realize but we're also just we spend so much time together so we decided to have this podcast to bring you behind the curtain of what's going on and take you with us through everything that's happening within the sport of lacrosse we spend a lot of time talking to our coaches and players behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. we have very strong relationships with them so this is our chance to sort of bring that to a forefront correct and bring you to a day of the life of us that takes us into our first topic we announced on friday that Mm -hmm. we are postponing the start of our season yep correct the start of the season so um, we are going to come back in sometime in May to give everyone an update mm-hmm. on what our schedule will look like, where we're starting, what date we are starting. Mm-hmm. We are taking um, much thought into what the CDC is saying, mm-hmm. what's going on with coronavirus, making sure our fans, most importantly, are put in the best case scenario, right. as well as our players and the rest of the league. Yes. So it's just the start of the season yes. that's being postponed. Correct. We will have an update in the, in the next couple of weeks on our next moves. Yes. And our CEO in a state of the league basically said that we're going through this scenario planning. There are different scenarios that um, people that are higher up than us are mm-hmm. going through. Um, but as Lisa said, a decision is going to be made at the beginning of May. So we are just kind of on hold until then. Yep. And we plan on seeing you all at some point this summer. Yes. So we can't wait for that. <laughs> and finally meet you all. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited for. Meet inside feed listeners. I know. Okay. Let's get to um, really meat our, of the episode. Yes. The meat of the episode, which is the college draft and what's been going on mm-hmm. in the college lacrosse space over the last I guess like month and a half. Yes. So let's take it to the beginning. So Mm -hmm. college lacrosse started as normal. They got to probably halfway through the season, about seven games in before coronavirus really became what it is. Mm -hmm. And at that point, social distancing was put into place, ultimately canceling their season. Yep. So winter and spring sports were canceled for the rest of the 2020 season. And that took everyone by surprise, kind of. What does this mean for lacrosse? (laughs) It was right before college basketball playoffs going Mm -hmm. into March Madness. Baseball didn't even get to start. No. You know, there were a lot of things, a lot of question marks. So with that, NCAA granted college lacrosse an extra year of eligibility upon the regulations of each conference. Mm -hmm. So that's where it, it kind of got a little dicey. Yeah. Right. So... Big Ten, all, a bunch of other schools are kind of, uh, a bunch of other conferences are going at it at a normal, I would say normal basis. Mm-hmm. One conference that is a big conference within the college lacrosse community is the Ivy League Conference. Yeah, They are pushing that you cannot use your extra year of eligibility at the college that you are currently at. 
if you're a senior. Correct. Yeah. So there was a sort of like a plan that you could unenroll at the university. Yes. For the remainder of the spring semester and then re-enroll next year. And that way you could still play your what would be your senior Correct. year without having to take that extra year that they don't grant you. Which is huge. We had a lot of people on the PLL Big Board that were very notable Ivy guys. Mm-hmm. We've had some people come forward that they will not be foregoing their extra year of eligibility and seeking other options. Mm-hmm. You know, Grant Ament, Michael Kraus of Virginia. And then we've also seen people who have said that they will be accepting and using their extra year of eligibility. Yeah. Mac O'Keefe, Trey LeClaire, Jared Bernhardt. So we've seen both sides. They're still, the Ivy guys are still in that unusual area which i get yeah so the other day i think it was friday Friday. i believe the ivy league announced that they would not be granting an extra season to those seniors right and so their only option now is to either not play (laughs) lacrosse at the college level again or Mm -hmm. transfer to a school outside of the ivy league right and take that extra year and those guys who just to name a few that were on our big board that are currently making these decisions it's like td ireland michael sowers Mm -hmm. so for us us talking about this this is completely affecting and it's shifting what our college draft is going to look like the college draft class what would have been the college draft class this this year was going to be i think one of the deepest Mm -hmm. they've seen in a while um and unfortunately for everyone that's sort of all up in the air still right. I mean I can't imagine like what these seniors are going through you spend I know your life training for this you finally get to your senior season and then now you have to sort of make that decision so well, it's unfortunate for everyone involved right and it's hard because especially for you know TD or Michael Sowers you make this big commitment to spend these four years and it's just like part of who you are I mean it's mm-hmm. and now you can't you get this one last chance to have that extra year and you can't do it at the place that like totally has your heart. I mean, right. It's hard. It's, yeah. it's a hard decision to make. It's a really hard decision to make. And I think we were discussing it on Friday too, about what these Ivy league students do. Like, do you risk going to another school and, mm-hmm. and trying to mesh with a new team just for one season and right. hoping that, you know, you play or, or whatever it may be. Is that worth the risk right of doing that so it's a it's a very tough decision for them right with all that being said we decided to talk with a player who made his decision pretty early on Mm -hmm. and that's grant amit former penn state attackman so here is our interview with grant please welcome to the show former penn state attackman and big tens all-time leading scorer grant amit Welcome, Grant. How's it going? I'm good, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Of course. It must have been just like a whirlwind. This month and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been weird. I'm kind of starting to get in a groove of things now. Um, now that kind of everything's settled down. But those first few weeks, I had no idea what to do with myself. Um, but yeah, it's kind of starting to settle down. Starting to get in a little bit of a schedule which is nice. Um, and uh, yeah, just trying to stay as busy as I can, but crazy, crazy time. Yeah. So let's start from when this whole thing started a couple months back when everyone sort of realized like, okay, this is turning into a virus that's going to probably be around for a while and, and affect all of our lives. As student athletes, were you guys made aware that your season 
was possibly going to be affected by all this. I mean, we were, we were told that, you know, there's always that possibility. Um, it didn't really come, uh, you know, into fruition until about the Ivy Leagues. When the Ivy Leagues decided to cancel their season, um, they did it, I think, like a day and a half, two days before us. Um, once that happened, you know, I kind of knew that it was going to be done um, just because of, you know, the fact that you had Yale, Penn, Princeton, and Cornell all in the top 15. So, right, so you had, you know, four title contenders basically, um, you know, taken out. So, you know, we, we knew that regardless of, um, you know, even if they let us play the rest of our season, you know, there would always be that, that asterisk right next to our name if we were to win the national championship, um, which I didn't necessarily think they would do. So, you know, I, that was kind of the, the wake-up moment for all of us. Um, and I knew a couple of the guys on the Ivy League teams that that happened to just kind of texted them, you know, saying how sorry I was. And, um, you know, they're, they've gone through even more since then. So um, the, the whole situation is kind of crazy. But, you know, they were definitely, I think, the, uh, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Do you remember where you were? Uh, for the Ivy League, I was in my hotel room at um, in South in Greenville, South Carolina. We were down. We played Furman on that Tuesday. And, uh, we just were kind of hanging out in that hotel. Yeah, I guess it was on Wednesday. Um, and we were about to go to, uh, top golf as a team. Um, and the news broke about the Ivy league. And then that following morning we practiced and then we were on our bus ride home at about four o'clock, uh, five o'clock on that Thursday, uh, the NCAA tweeted that they had canceled all spring sports. And that's how we found out. Like coach wasn't even able to tell us. It was just a tweet. And we were all just like, so I went up to the front of the bus and asked coach. I was like, all right, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't really give us time to tell you guys, but that, that's basically it. So um, at that point in time, we didn't really know eligibility wise what, what was going to go on. So our initial thought is obviously the worst. And, um, you know, we, kind of just thought this is it that's it's it's done and it was definitely an emotional time uh specifically talking to coach about it just because you know for for five of us we'd spent the last five years of our lives with coach um you know I couldn't really even grow a beard when I was a freshman so I've definitely grown up uh since that moment and uh you know it's definitely uh it was an emotional time but you know thankfully for for those that want to take it specifically at Penn State, you know, we were able to kind of go back and our athletic director has been awesome in, in allowing uh, everybody to come back. What was that deciding factor in not taking the extra year? Did you talk to your family, coaches? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it that you were like, okay, I'm done? Yeah, yeah, it was a mixture of things. So so I, I dealt with, um, I, I've had five surgeries over the past two years and three injuries. So um, you know, it, a lot of that definitely weighs down on you. And, um, specifically this year, you know, it was definitely a struggle for me. Um, and I was probably playing at 60, 70% the majority of the time due to a, a foot injury that I got in the fall and some, some pretty bad complications with infection, uh, post-surgery. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really back to myself. So, you know, I wasn't totally enjoying, uh, you know, a lot of the process. I wasn't practicing. I practiced once a week. And so, you know, for me, you know, thinking about, you know, taking a potential sixth year, you know, there was always that, there's always that possibility that that could happen again. I'm not saying that it could, but it definitely weighs down on you. So that was definitely one of the factors. Um, I think the other, 
it's just, you know, there comes a point when you kind of just know it's time to move on. And um, for me, you know, being a fifth year already, uh, I think, you know, the majority of us specifically, like I said, there were, there were four, there were four other fifth years that I, that I was with. And, um, you know, every, everybody kind of was on the same page when, when, when talking about like, okay, you know, we, we put in our time, you know, we gave it all we had at, at some point in time, you gotta, you gotta hang it up. And, um, you know, and then, and then lastly with the, with the PLL, the, um, the platform that it gives you and both from a compensation standpoint and from a social media standpoint, um, you know, it, it allowed me to be able to kind of, uh, still look forward to something in the future lacrosse wise, um, you know, in a time when, you know, so much stuff was uncertain for me. Um, but you know, Paul and Paul and all those guys have done a great job in really promoting that. And it definitely became, you know, very attractive for me as a player, uh, to be able to be a part of something. You make, I mean, such a big decision. What was the next step in like informing like your teammates? How did you go about like doing that? I mean, it's so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say my teammates, it really wasn't that, I mean, it was hard, but we were with each other. So um, we got back on, on Thursday night and then we were with each other the whole weekend. And, you know, the, the younger guys, you know, joking around saying, you know, you're coming back. I don't believe you. You're coming back. But, you know, everybody kind of knew. Um, I would say the tougher call was definitely with Coach Tambroni. Um, him and I have an incredibly cr- close relationship. Um, definitely like a father figure away from home for me. Um, so that was definitely a tough. I, I did that over the phone. Um you know, I think the coaches uh, was definitely Coach Hawes, John Hawes, who actually plays for the Whip Snakes, um, you know, making that phone call because he's been my coach for the past three years. Um, but him and I, you know, have definitely kept in touch more in terms of the fact that we might be playing against each other this summer, um, which would be pretty funny. Uh, so, you know, it's it's definitely uh, th- those two, those phone calls were definitely pretty tough and those text messages. Um, but, you know, once I you know, kind of came ter- to terms with it. Um, you know, I chose to kind of write something as a thank you to, to everybody um, and post that before kind of any of this process started. Um, just because, you know, I wanted to thank publicly, you know, teammates, coaches, um, just the whole Penn State community uh, for, for all the support that they've given me. Because, um, you know, I come in as an 18-year-old kid and, you know, you grow up a lot uh, in that time. Still got a lot of growing up to do, but still, um, you know, it's, I, I, I had support every step of the way. So it's, it's, it's an, it takes a village mentality in that aspect. So that was kind of how I went about it all. And, um, once I posted that, um, you know, it, it kind of, things started to churn a little bit more, but, um, I wanted to make sure that I did it the right way, uh, publicly before starting anything new. And for yourself and many seniors all over the country, you played your last game as a Nittany line without realizing it. Was that emotional for you at all? Knowing like, I'm never going to step out on this field again and in this uniform. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing was, was more that I wasn't going to be able to play on Panzer in Panzer stadium again. Um, It's so when I came in as a freshman um, there was, there was a hill and there was no stands. So both from a culture standpoint, you know, we were, I think eight and six that year or something like that. Um, So we weren't very good. Like we were, we were fine. We could kind of hang with, you know, Hopkins in Maryland. So from from that standpoint to then building up the stadium as well as, you know, building up the culture, um, you know, it's definitely so much effort went into it and to not be able to kind of play 
Um, you know, the one game that the one game that I had circled was Maryland under the lights Sunday night. Uh, it would have been two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, and that was like, that's like the game that, that I look forward to like Maryland, you know, it's always a physical game. So, um, in that aspect, I definitely, um, you know, was, was definitely sad and just not being able to walk across uh university drive with my friends and my teammates. Um, but I think, you know, myself and the other fifth years that, and the other guys that, um, aren't coming back from Penn state, I think we were all okay. Um, and didn't really have any regrets because we kind of just left it all out there. And, um, you know, luckily in that last game, uh, you know, it was a full team win and we got, you know, younger guys in and we got guys that don't necessarily play a lot in. And um, I think it was a, a really good note for us for us to leave on, um, you know, on, on that high note, uh, you know, beating Furman on that Tuesday. Yeah, you mentioned uh, during your time at Penn State, you really helped build the program you're leaving Penn State and the Big Ten as their all-time leading scorer and you led Penn State to the number one national ranking and a final four appearance last season do you feel like you left Penn State with everything you had yeah yeah that was I mean I knew I, I left every every ounce that I had um you know there's a there's a saying in the locker room that we have it's just leave it leave it better than you found it and I think for for myself and all of the seniors um you know this year last year and before definitely put their, you know, their heart and soul into the program. And, um, you know, the hope for me is uh, that regardless of who puts on, you know, you know, next year, who puts on the number one jersey, who puts on the number three jersey, who puts on the number 16 jersey at, at, at Penn State, you know, regardless of, of everything, you know, it should just be uh, the expectation that we're a top five team in the country and that we should be competing for a national championship every year. I was stalking your Instagram the other day when we were prepping for this interview and I came across a picture you posted in 2014 when you committed to Penn State and it was a excerpt from your, it looked like an elementary school yearbook and mm-hmm. in it you wrote that your future plans were to play lacrosse at Penn State and hopefully go pro. So both of those things are going to be able to happen for you now. How much mm-hmm. does that mean to you? Yeah, that 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 picture gets brought up a lot. Um <laughs> It, it it's kind of crazy because that was my sixth grade yearbook and um you know it's like all the sixth graders get to do their like future plans and their hobbies and I kind of just threw it on there and uh you know it I was in sixth grade you know that was obviously my hope and dream my hope was to play lacrosse because I loved it to play it at Penn State because that's where my family and my mom and dad are alums and my brothers are alums so um you know it would have been nice. And then, you know, I remember just watching pro lacrosse when I was younger, had no idea financially what it meant, had no idea, you know, what it meant I was going to be doing on the weekends. You know, I figured it was just a team and we just like, uh, you know, got together, uh, you know, three times a week practice, like how it was in sixth grade. So, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, uh, I'd say it was more of a childhood, you know, joking dream, but it's crazy how it, how it ended up coming true, uh, for the most part, haven't put on a pro Jersey yet. So still got one more step. Um, but you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, I think something that's pretty cool specifically for me, uh, you know, the town that I live in, uh, you know, not many guys, you know, are, are ones that have success in college. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody from my town has ever played professional lacrosse. So I think it's a pretty cool thing to, you know, be the first in that aspect. Looking into the PLL, who are some guys that you really think that you would play well with? Yeah. And uh, like, they complement your game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a bunch. Um, there's so much talent in the league. And that's like, 
I'm, I'm, it sounds kind of weird, but like, I'm excited to kind of be a rookie again and to be like a younger guy on a roster, um, because of, you know, guys that guys that are in the league that hopefully I can learn from and, uh, both from an, from an on field and off field standpoint. I mean, you look at some of these guys that, uh, are so, you know, savvy on social media, so good with camps, so good at coaching, so good at just reading the game. Um, so, you know, I mean, there are definitely a few, I mean, you know, guys that I definitely looked up to when I was younger. Um, you know, Rob Pinnell is definitely top of the list. Tom Shriver is definitely top of the list. Um, you know, I got Paul's Maverick poster from like 10 years ago in my room still. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, there's, there's so many, so much talent. Um, you know, reach, got, got a few text messages from Will Manny. He's, he's a guy that's reached out a bunch. Um, you know, him and I kind of sparked up a relationship last summer when we were planning uh, a camp together. And, um, you know, he's, he's a guy that's, you know, pretty similar to Mac O'Keefe and that he's got a lefty shot. I don't know, no offense, Will, I don't know if you have quite the heat that Mac has, but you know, it's okay. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there are so many guys in the league that, you know, I think it would just be really cool to play, play alongside with or against. Um, and I'm, my, my goal for my, for my rookie year and for the years to come is to kind of just be a sponge with it all and try to just, you know, absorb as much information and use it to my advantage in, in the best way that I can. Well, we're excited to see whatever is the next for you. Thank you. Okay, so that was Grant Amon. Yes. So well-spoken. Very well-spoken. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a good future for himself. I loved hearing the insight of, like, what he took into consideration, how he approached it, where mm-hmm. he was when he found out. Yeah, it sounds like he sort of knew right off the bat like yeah. what he was going to do. And it sounds, I mean, it sounds as if he has absolutely no regrets, which is great. Yeah, I think too for him, he is in a little bit of a different situation where he has dealed with injuries and this was already his fifth year. So it was like, is it worth it going through all of that again? Right. So I think his decision was probably a little more clear yeah. than other athletes but it sounds like he's ready for this next phase yeah he's for sure ready right and it's adorable that he wrote that in his yearbook okay before we get into that speed boy this podcast is also brought to you by our incredible friends at Ticketmaster, the official ticketing partner of the pll are you looking to attend a PLO game this summer? All you have to do is head to PLLTickets.com or open up your Ticketmaster app to get them today. Again, that's PLLTickets.com or open up your Ticketmaster app. Yes. All right. It's time for That, that Speed, boy. That Speed, boy. This edition of That Speed Boy is going to be college specific since we've been talking about college lacrosse all episode long. I think I'm going to do really good. I tried to pick players that weren't necessarily on your teams so that like there's no like Notre Dame guys (laughs) because you would have known all those. Exactly. I tried to pick like smaller harder schools. Okay. To make this interesting. I think I'm going to I think I can do it though. Yeah, I think you'll I'm be. I'm talking a big game. Watch, I'm going to do so bad. <laughs> During the segment, Emma will have 52 seconds to answer as many interesting stats, fun facts about our players, the league. This one is college-specific, as we said before. Um, and she's going to have 52 seconds, like I said, because of the 52-second shot clock. If she gets it correct, she will hear this sound. And if she gets it wrong, she'll hear this sound. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. Ready. Yep. And... Go. Where did Drew Adams play? Uh, North Carolina. Where did Ryan Drenner play? Towson. 
What school did Joel White play at? What? Joel, Joel White. White. Just scooping up ground balls. I don't know. Virginia? Where did Patrick Resch play? Dartmouth. Uh, where did Ben McIntosh play? Uh, oh, Canadian. Oh, uh, <laughs> Stony Brook? <laughs> where did why. Tommy Kelly play? Why do I? <gasps> oh, my gosh. I hate myself. <laughs> Tommy Kelly. Stony Brook? <laughs> why am I where did Stony? Dominique Alexander play? You North know. Carolina. What? Wait, don't tell Ohio me. State Ohio University. State. I knew that. I knew that. I told you I picked some Drew Adams played at the Penn State University. I wouldn't have known that. You got Drenner right. Yeah. Joel White played at Syracuse. I wouldn't have known that. Ben McIntosh played at Drexel. And oh, I knew that. Tommy Drexel Kelly Dragons. played at Virginia. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. I knew. I Drexel told you Dragons. Oh, no. Oh, this is just pathetic. Well, now you know. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I'll need to brush up on our college knowledge. <laughs> All right. That's our episode for today. Yes. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. But before we go, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please leave us a review. Tell us how great we are. Mm-hmm. And make sure you follow us at the Inside Feed on Twitter and Instagram and at LisaRemma29 and at Emma Dams on Instagram. If you have anything that's getting you through quarantine, let us know. TikToks are getting me through quarantine. <laughs> Feel free to follow me at least Revan29 on TikTok. Follow the PLL too. Oh, we should hit 80K. Oh, news. I saw that last night. I know. Uh, Heidi and Tim joined TikTok. <gasps> well, my mom's on TikTok. She follows you. Does she? I think so. Just to like watch my TikToks, they joined. <laughs> I don't even think they know how it works, but we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. 